0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken when we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode 21. Tony,
1: how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm feeling really, really good. I'm actually uh, really happy. I just came from seeing my godson, little precious little cute thing, um was good to catch up with his mother um he's terrified of me ken he hasn't seen me in a very long time because of the pandemic he'll know you um but he doesn't know me he doesn't know know me yeah but he's such a he's such a chill little boy that you wouldn't you wouldn't know right he's like he's shy he kind of pretends to be shy in a weird kind of way but he's like he's like this little adventurer um, but it was, it was nice to see him, uh, I actually spent like three hours in, in Croydon waiting for his mom to come back home, uh, because we agreed on a time, but you know, uh, mothers being who they are, you know, sometimes other things become a priority. So, you know, you have to work around them, but, uh, yeah, it was a good day. Was, overall has been a good week. Um, been carrying on on my weight loss, weight loss journey. Uh, been eating good, feeling good, check myself in the mirror. I'm looking good, Ken. So, um, it's it's all good on my side. How how how's your day been? How's your week been? Because um, I know you, this is your first week back to to work, right? Since the summer holidays. Yeah, Not last summer holidays the uh, Easter break, the Easter holidays. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Last week was the first week, and uh, it was cool. Last week, um, mm-hmm. a few issues, but uh, easily resolved. Mm-hmm. Just really getting ready for the week ahead. But yeah, no, nothing too yeah. special this week. Um, when when, okay. when when I'm in the swing of things at the school time yeah. just disappears like yeah you know the, the amount of things i'm i, I think that i need to do then i realize oh my gosh yeah it's really sunday again <laughs> uh mm-hmm. but no yeah nothing too crazy got to see uh, a couple of friends yesterday and um nice. one thing i've realized about people our age or you know that are a bit more mature yeah the conversations are no longer shallow like we, we have bands no. and everything it, it's it's very like all right cool it's very future-based the conversations you know we have jokes we crack jokes about things that are happening around and things that we're interested in but a lot of it is just like yeah man so i'm trying to get my money up oh i'm trying to go for this promotion i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do this oh yeah i'm about to yeah. move into my house i'm about to do like everyone is just consistently uh thinking about all right cool what's happening in the next couple of years uh and what yeah. people are working on and you know it's 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 nice to have those conversations because it it just reminds me <laughs> what did we talk about when we were children <laughs> because um a lot of our conversations nowadays are about moving forward, uh, rather than yeah. anything else. But yeah, and it's that like was you, that was
1: really nice. Yeah, it's like what you know, the when we're young we, we talk about the things that op- occupy our time and our mind, and that's you know, it's usually it's games, mm. it's sports, is it's girls, it's you know, it's it's fun times. Uh but as we get older, responsibilities and pressures to to provide the things that typically occupy our time. Or how are we gonna pay for this? Oh, I need to make more money. Oh, I need to live here. Oh, my kids and X, Y, and Z. It's less and less um, the things that that are kind of uh, non-essential. We we start we start talking about those essentials because that's what occupy our time and our mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it is it is interesting to see like where we where we go when we evolve into adulthood and adulting. Uh, but on a less serious note, Ken, what are we talking about this week? Oh, man. I'm talking about um, the the regulars.
0: So mm-hmm. it's the final episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, it is. Um, the p- penultimate episode of Invincible.
1: Oh, is it penultimate? I thought there was more on. Um, damn.
0: Nah, bro. Oh, no. We're near the end. Oh, no. Okay. The next one might be the last one. And then we are also yeah. talking about Mortal Kombat
1: yes 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 um yeah yeah let's uh, let's get the usual suspects out of the way because we've been talking about them for weeks now Mm -hmm. but uh let's cap that's actually started off with the penultimate episode of invincible Ken you take the reins how did you feel about this episode of invincible this episode uh, um
0: consistently has shown me that yeah a story doesn't have to go the way that you think it's going to go Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. I know you've uh, read the comic, you know where the story is going uh, to a degree. I don't know how much it's uh, deviated from the source material. But going Mm -hmm. to this episode, I'm like, Mark, just tell your girl, bro. Tell your girl who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he finally racks up his courage after him more or less dicking around about it, dancing around it. Yeah. Finally told her, Yes, I am invincible. And she had, she didn't even react. She was like, Yeah, I know. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not an idiot. I just didn't like that you was treating me like a idiot that you couldn't trust me enough to even just like not be a dick or or, or think that I'm stupid or just lie to me and I thought that's very yeah. interesting because there is no indication from this woman or from this girl that she is funny about those kinds of yeah. things or, or, or goes crazy and then he almost treated her like um like a fangirl like I'm yeah. invincible and she was like What's that got to do with you respecting me? <laughs> and I
1: yeah. thought that was really cool because it, it's true, man. Like, can I jump in and say something? Man? Yeah, go for it. I think there's been uh, inconsistency in the writing, and I was hoping that they would have acknowledged it because they they kind of tweak tweak that from um, the comic book. In the comic book, um, she didn't know the whole time, so they allude to the fact that she knew the whole time that he was a super superhero. Right, But in the comic book, she kind of discovers it and she has to deal with the fact of like how she's going to handle it and how does she handle the fact that he couldn't just come out and tell her. So the conceit of the show is that she knew all this time. The way that doesn't really make sense to me and I think is actually a plot hole is that why did she go off on him during the events of the attack when she said that he ran away? If she knew this whole time it was a superhero and saw him almost fight to his death... Why was she still giving him grief? I, I would that I would didn't guess, make sense to me. I, I would guess
0: because she'll go off at him, and then he'll do the whole bumbling Superman thing. Oh man, yeah, I went off to do this. That was her giving him an opportunity to be like, "Well, yeah, let's talk about it in a bit." But you know, yeah, man, man punches like p- punches that's, holes that's,
1: in, in buildings for fun. Yeah, that sounds like like uh, for for me, I still think it's actually a plot hole with the writing. But if it is was intentional. Then they wrote somebody that was kind of shallow in a sense, like she just saved your life and he just saved your life and a ton of people's life, and you're giving him grief in a way to say like you run away. If you no knew, no 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 no, that's not what she was doing. That
0: that's uh, that's that's just the idea that I got. Like uh, she she is happy that he saved life. It, it's because they made it very clear. It's the disrespect and 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 the and the lack it's of not disrespect. Wanting. No no, it's hear a me Hear I mean, Identity. Yo, yo, yo. yo sorry sorry sorry. Yeah, hear me out. Hear me out. Like she. I can't tell you, like that's how she, that's how she feels in it. That's how she feels mm. that he treats her like an idiot as if like, she, she, you can't tell Like she, he wanted her, he, she wanted him to be open with her and he wasn't. And when he had the opportunity, after his dumb and silly excuses, he came up with some BS excuse for, Oh, I went off to this, this, whatever, whatever, which is, you know, whatever he's trying to protect his secret, didn't he? But once again, she feels like, okay, what, you're, you're protecting your secret identity, but then you're treating me so bad. Why don't you just alleviate this and just tell me who you are? So it's not her not being grateful; she understands that he has to be super. But mm-hmm. the blatant disrespect of just lying to him about who he yeah. uh, who he is 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 painful yeah. because, you know, no, no one's doubting that she that he should stop being a superhero just to yeah. whatever, whatever. No, it's the whole aspect of like imagine that you know someone is keeping a secret from you and they keep Mm -hmm. treating you like an idiot, like you don't know, right? Yeah. And not even just treating you like an idiot, you're being a bad boyfriend, you're being a bad friend. Right. And then you come Mm -hmm. up with scrappy excuses. You automatically, almost as if like he doesn't care how he comes across as long as he's saving lives and keeps chasing it to to think that it'll be okay like that. But if he wasn't a superhero and he was treating someone like this, yeah. you know you're you're a terrible person like and, and and that's what she's angry about he'd rather be a terrible person and, and a hero mm-hmm. than alleviate that stress by just telling her and yeah. being a better boyfriend instead of trying to play that old clark kent Super, superman back and forth type thing of lies which he does so
1: she felt disrespected of course. I agree, I agree with you in terms of your analysis. This is where I kind of deviate and I still think it was a, a unintentional writing snafu. Like for one thing, right? She doesn't ask him where were you? Where did you go? She straight up accuses him of running away, right? And she chooses to have that argument while they're on the battlefield now my my suspicion is they wanted to uh, maintain the secret that she knew the whole time that's why we don't find out until later in the episode where she says i knew the whole time it was supposed to be like oh my god she knew the whole time because realistically speaking right if you're in a situation like that of a high stress situation like your girl is not going to accuse you of something like that if she knew all this time she's not going to like accuse you in that moment when she's just about to see you die call you a liar and 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 accuse you of running away you're probably gonna have that conversation later down the line if she's in on your secret identity right that's why i think they slipped up with the writing because she accused him of running away if she knew all this time that he was a superhero then she's just lying herself by accusing him of running away. That's why my belief is they messed up with the writing. I don't think that was necessarily um, a thematic choice in terms of her maintaining a a mystery. I think they were, one, trying to maintain a mystery of she knew all this time, but they didn't execute the writing right because it felt confusing to me that if you knew why in the moment of these people, like everybody else is in shock, People, you know, almost died. He almost died. And you accused him of running away if you knew that he was a superhero saving lives. If you want to have that argument, you don't come about it that way. You just come off irrational. If that was me and Mark, that situation is like, wait, so you, I would have hit back the fact that he's being really chill. You knew all this time? I was a superhero. You saw me literally almost die fighting that robot. And you want to give me grief? You've seen on the news what I've actually dealt with. And you want to give me grief about it because I didn't tell you? I'm sorry I didn't tell you. We've been dating less than a year. I have a secret identity. It's my choice to eventually tell you. Okay. My does, choice.
0: Does that make it okay for him to be a shit, shit boyfriend?
1: No, but even the shit boyfriend thing, I'd uh, like... Him, he was only shit boyfriend because he had to do superhero stuff. That's not a shit boyfriend in my book. That's where I. Deal that, with. that is, that is, that is a shit boyfriend because not, not to me, not to it, me. It, because it, it, at it, the not, at the end of the day, there's
0: priorities.
1: No, I no, love no, you, no. girl,
0: but yeah. saving the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's in the assumption that everyone is on the same level that understands everything. Like mm-hmm. she, like if if you was from the outside looking in, he's a shit boyfriend. Mm-hmm. If she knew that he was a uh, uh, um. Uh, uh, saving lives and there was a conversation between them and there was that air of, of respect then yeah cool fair enough then no, but that's she the comes thing across she as thing she nag-
1: knew the whole time so she can't call him a shit boyfriend no no that's no. just my book she yeah.
0: no no she she knew yes we, we know that she knew but he didn't mm. tell her so it was and? almost as if he was okay it, it was okay that he would he, he's it's almost like telling her that he's he's okay to accept that he'll be a shit yeah. boyfriend he's okay to accept lying to her yeah. And and not clearing the air to, to, to yeah. set
1: the boundaries of it. You know what I mean? And if we're saying that, that then that means Batman, Superman, Spider-Man are all shit boyfriends. And they're not. I'm sorry, if you're saving lives and, and that makes you late for a dinner. Bear in mind, he, he only missed the dinner with her family because he almost died. He yeah, yeah, almost yeah. died. Which, but- technically speaking if she saw the footage she would know that he almost died because and that's why i go back that it was a writing snafu because if she knew all this time for every time she saw him in the news get the crap beat out of him if if she's just hung up on the fact that he didn't tell her the truth then she's not our understanding girlfriend. If he's a shit boyfriend, she is not our understanding girlfriend. That's my stance on it. We can agree to disagree on that right. one. I, 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 th- that I, I think
0: we're, we're, we're the difference between what we're thinking because I, I I know what you're meaning, uh, what you say, yeah. but uh, in terms of understanding, if you was just to see it just like that, cool. Mm-hmm. But once again, he's lying to her. And that's the and thing that is, th- lies, that, 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 that thing, that, that's lies. the thing that's like, yeah. And he's also a shit husband, shit, shit boyfriend or whatever, when he's not telling, nah. so It doesn't make them bad heroes. No, it makes them I don't the think best they're, heroes. I don't think they're And then, boys, then they have, and and they have the, um, uh, you know, they, and that's the tragic things about uh, these heroes. Yeah. They sacrifice so much and they look at certain mm-hmm. type of way. like how many heroes have been fired from their job because they're out saving the world? You know, they're doing something yeah. incredibly lo- noble, but because yeah. they're doing that, something had got to give. And from the surface, yes, it makes them look terrible. And yes, her knowing that there was something going on—that he probably is a superhero. Yeah. She, it, it, like I said, it's almost as if she's waiting for him to, you know, all right, cool. Could you respect me enough to at least tell me that because I'm ready to be understanding? But you wouldn't respect me enough to even tell me that. I, I think know, she would have been more justified I, 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 I,
1: if I she didn't know. If she oh, didn't yeah. know a secret uh, that she would have been, then this would even be a conversation. I would, because right there, she's stuck with the mystery. In this situation, she's no, she has no mystery. She knows the truth. Yes, he hasn't told her, but aka reasons. And guarantee you, there's probably parts of her life because we are human. We don't necessarily share things when the person in, intends to share it, right? It comes with time and it comes with patience. He did eventually tell her because that's when it was right for him. Now, it wasn't right for her. Cool, cool beans. But if she knew the whole time, He's not a shit boyfriend. If she no, no, didn't know, no, no, he's still a shit boyfriend. Brev, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no denying it. Uh, it a, look, I'm not saying he's a shit hero. He's
0: still he's still a, a bad boyfriend. He's a bad boyfriend I because disagree. he's he's he, he's uh, neglecting his girlfriend to do something else. Yes, the other thing that he's doing is some superhero stuff, which is great, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop him from like, all right, cool, you meant to do this. You're meant to be this, or you're yeah. late all the time, or those excuses yeah that's not a good boyfriend like by definition it's not a good partner that you're always waiting on someone that you know anytime you hear more apology than good conversation with them yeah that's not a good
1: relationship she's a shit girlfriend for saying like she knew this whole time and didn't say anything she should have came out and said babe I know you're a superhero I just would appreciate it if you didn't actually lie to me about it boom if she knew the whole time, that's, Mate, she that's wanted my him to. She wanted him to say then, that. Right? No, nah, nah, that's some that's some kiddie shit. <laughs> we adults out here, and great, bear in mind wait, wait, these wait, are wait. fictional characters Tony, Tony. that are teenagers. Are they? Are, so are they I adults? Get it. They're teenagers. Exactly. They're teenagers, and I get it. On that perspective, I get her angst, the teen angst of it. Maybe if they were a bit more adults, but I didn't appreciate the the choice of writing her as uh self-righteous that was a bit especially her self-righteous indignation indignation considering the fact that he's saving lives if he was like a super villain or even at a best a vigilante right a dark hero then i would get her moral high horse in this context i don't get her moral high horse especially when it comes to be a boyfriend that's just my perspective but we can digress and talk about the rest of the uh the episode yeah, um, it, it 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 was a
0: good episode um, mm. in the sense that it, it started. It revealed quite a few things that have been setting up um, for yeah. the entire series since the beginning. So first of right. all, we always knew that they would reveal uh, identities at some point, point. and mm-hmm. now um, his ex knows, and you know he's finding a way doing whatever. The other thing that was being yeah. set up was uh, the robot. The robot. Uh, oh yeah transferring his consciousness to a body that is uh the younger version
1: of rex of Which rex is messed up. and they Which address is very it, up. like they address it it's one of those ones it's a weird one where in the comic book this this that whole event with robot they've kind of tweaked it right uh in the comic book it was actually the the mauler twins were actually working with another villain uh i'm not gonna say his name just in case they use him for next season um but they've kind of consolidated that storyline into the robot storyline um but in the comic book when he uses uh the dna of rex um they don't make a a big deal of it it's kind of mentioned but there's a certain event that happens that kind of like it makes sense why it's not as a big a deal as it is in the show again that's something i won't mention just in case okay well, it yeah. Let's, let, let's keep it about the show then,
0: um, yeah, and and seeing how well it worked. Um, yeah, the build up was that he's clearly has a a, a, um, a high affinity for a monster as a monster girl. Yes, right. Which is kind of so, creepy. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in a second. Yes, he, uh, he he cares for her. He sees them as kindred spirits because they're both trapped in a, yeah. a somewhat of a curse, but still trying to do good in the world, and so that mutual respect. And that's why he um, did this. And from the small glaring looks that she has towards Rexplosion, yes. that's why he chose his body, which is a weird reasoning. Now, in terms of the Super creepiness creepy. of this entire situation, it is um, like, especially if the girl isn't into you like that, and then, mm. oh, you did all of that for me? Ew. Yeah. Man, we're barely friends. I still see you Thirsty. like my toaster. <laughs> so it's It's weird. Um, she might be into it. I don't know. She might think it's sweet, mm-hmm. but uh, I. Like, and you know, they didn't allude to anything because that wasn't the main yeah. part of the uh, story of this
1: episode. It's, but it's, it's very one of weird those to ones. See. Again, the show has taken certain choices that don't necessarily immediately exist in the books. Granted, it's a matter of you know time constraints. Right, the show needs to tell a certain amount of story within a season within a certain period of time, whereas the comic book can last for as long as it's 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 sellable so some of these storylines are protracted like the major difference is um robot's motivation for creating a clone and having a bo- uh, body is slightly different to the to the comic book he doesn't do it for monster girl he does it because he wants to have a a normal body um the whole relationship of his feelings is actually not even apparent in the comic book until much later, where they actually have a shared shared experience. uh Again, the show is expediting certain things, and I think it's earnest in its uh, in its uh portrayal of that story. um But it, and I guess it doesn't shy away from the actual uncomfortable eeriness of it, given the fact that yes, we we acknowledge that you know, months Girl is technically twenty eight years old, but trapped in the body of a now what twelve year old. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, we established that Robot is actually a 30 year old man. So there's only two years between them. But he's done all of this for somebody that he's only known as a 12 year old. So it kind of adds to the ugh factor of this situation. Granted, now he's in the body of a 12 year old. Does that make it justified? I don't think so. Um, I it, think
0: it, it makes it less creepy in a
1: different way. Um, it
0: doesn't stop it from being creepy but it does make it a bit less creepy in a different way. I what think it mean makes like it more creepy in a because, different the, way. The reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. let's say he put himself into a grown body which that mm-hmm. is an option. Like he chose a child because he wanted to at least have that once again that kindred spirit between Monster Girl. You know he could yeah. have put himself in a 30 year old body. Mm-hmm. If he did that that would have been very creepy. Especially right. because of his reasonings. So he yeah. tried to Tip the scale a bit and make them a bit more closely uh, related in terms of age, physically, yeah. but uh, maintain the age difference mentally. You know, and I don't know. I don't think he was like crushing on her in the way like, oh, I'm looking at this little twelve year old girl. I think it was yeah. more for the like, oh, I can see, like, because even they said it when they first when she first came to the team. Yeah, I can't yeah. do this tra- I can't do this training because the more I use it, the the younger I get. That's the problem. Yeah, and so. That tapped that tapped into his insecurity. Well, those insecurities about what what he's dealing with mentally. It's like, yo, I'm I'm trapped yeah. as well. So he kind of bonded with that. So I don't think he was really watching it as a little girl. I think he was watching it as someone like a trapped soul. Um, yeah. And I think that is um, why. Well, it, it gave more gravitas to to why he was doing this because yeah. he got that little connection with uh, Monster Girl. Also, mm-hmm. he also wanted to be free from his body especially seeing yeah. how, uh, how he was so yeah it, it just added an extra layer to it um understandably a creepy layer but man very that's that, that's kind of what i like about the show it, it it's doing things I, I, more closer to um <laughs> let's not lie the world is a messed up place and right. you know a-
1: adding that element it makes it feel a bit more real like very selfish yeah. and real i th- i think it it does make it re- real It's just that, again, I come from the perspective of reading a book where certain motivations are different. So I can only judge from the fact that the show has actually made certain decisions. So I'm looking at the decisions as kind of like, okay, so a 30-year-old man puts himself in a 12-year-old body because the the basis of that body she has an affinity for. And let's say it's not strictly a sexual desire. For 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 um, for monster girl, and it's just that he feels a connection that it could be strictly platonic. He he shares a kindred spirit, like you said, two people trapped in bodies that are failing them. Right. The reason why I think that it's even more kind of it's worse than if he did it in a thirty-year-old body. Probably even equally or so is that he could have chosen any other dna he chose the dna of the person that she is actually sexually attracted to so even if he wasn't doing it for you know romantic reasons right that's a violation of rex and kind of a violation of her kind of emotion right because in his mind is like oh she's really into rex let me put myself in the body of rex so she can be really into me even if i'm not into her that's why i think it's it's worse than if he chose if he was if he chose a 30 year old buddy and it was somebody else i think it would have been better if he did it would still would have been a violation of the person's dna that he took but he wouldn't have done it outside of the uh, motive of being healthy this one he wants to be healthy physically and also wants to be kind of leered at in a weird kind it, of way so it reminds yeah, me it's of- problematic it reminds me of like um, like I said,
0: it's very similar to the real world. But when you mm. gain power, people tend to just tick as many boxes or get what they want. He wants yeah. it all. He wants it all. He, he does. Wants, he wants he to does. be the hero. Yeah. He wants to be young. He wants to get the girl. He wants yeah. to do everything. And you know, he do, does it by any means. Like when we see villains turning villainous or, or or getting so powerful that they do some horrible things it's usually because okay they have no more limits or they have Mm -hmm. less and less limits they're like oh so I could do this let me try and do this or I could do this yeah let me try and and like let's not lie he's a very 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 powerful character like based on what he's been able to do with his body Mm -hmm. and um, breaking out the uh, uh, the twins and Mm -hmm. then achieving what he did so I think if the option was to be a brand new human being or person or whatever yeah that happened to be 30, you know, he would have taken that option if that was the limit of his option. But because yeah. he had the op- opportunity to be like, oh, and I could take someone else's DNA. Oh, I can make myself a younger 12, 13. Oh, can yeah. also be walking and talking. Oh, yeah. that means there's no, I can have a neural link to all my robots. Oh, so I could do this. Like, mate, if you have the opportunity to, if someone took you to McDonald's, well, I'm not saying you go to McDonald's, let's say Burger King, and they're like, you know what, you can get whatever you want, everything that you like. Rev, you you go crazy, and I think that's what he was you doing. Just take like, he has the ability to, to like to 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 take all the boxes, to collect all the meats, all the uh, all the bacon toppings, <laughs> and yeah. he just went for it. Uh, so yeah, no, it, you're it, right. it, it, it's right. it's 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 selfish. It's selfish. Simple. Yeah. It's it's the age old reason why good people desire. turn bad, or why good people just do weird things. Selfish.
1: Yeah. No, and in that respect, you are spot on. It's it's quite it's quite human in the fact of like give him the options off the buffet. You're gonna take every bit of that buffet. You're not just gonna go for the rice and maybe a few wings. You're gonna go for the rice, the sauce, the sweet and sour pork, the whole damn enchilada. If he actually could also have uh, Rex's, which is which is interesting, right? Maybe they maybe save that for next season. But um, it wasn't a thing in the combo. But do you think? It'll be interesting to see if he actually also has Rex's powers or did he choose to not have that put in the DNA. It, it, it'll be interesting because the show doesn't actually explain how Rex has an ability. From what I know, in the comic book, Rex's abilities are not biological. He actually has um, cybernetic implants that allows him to, to do it. But the show hasn't talked about that and it just kind of kind of glosses over it. So does ask the question, does... This version of Rex in the show uh, Is it biological And therefore does Robot actually also have it? But that's neither here or there They might not even uh, discuss it But I will say this about the rest of the episode Some of the most fantastic action I've seen animated since I think Korra uh, uh, The um, Legend of scary. Korra Scary This episode was scary
0: Because Omni-Man He's like yo My cover's blown Let me just find these people. It reminded me of that scene in The Boys where um, uh, Homelander, he um, was in the cabin and he saw all these um, Black Ops people and he's like, where's my son? And then he just lasers one guy and breaks them in half and the other guy's like, oh shit, I'm dead. (laughs) And it it felt like that because all the invisible people inside this, uh, in his house, they all got wrecked. They all got wrecked. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance.
1: And that fight with... um, um, the immortal. We have a a brief glimpse into the origins of the immortal. Also, the fact that the immortal was um, Abraham Lincoln, which is which is something that's in the comic book, and I always love that. Yeah, that that the immortal was once Abraham Lincoln. Um uh, and it, the way they handle his origins is similar to... It's, 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 they never actually explain in the comic books how he's an immortal, but the fact that he was affected by this alien thing, very Vandal much like Savage. Randall Savage. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was uh, was actually a cool way of explaining the immortal. Uh, yeah. But that fight, though, oh my God. I think, I will say this, that fight looked better in the show than how it was in the comic books, which is rare to, to think, right? Because often it's the case... Uh, a comic book can be well drawn and your imagination can do the the heavy lifting so sometimes the translation to to film or animation can leave can leave it uh,
0: a little sterile i would say it depends on the animation studio and the production budget because for example like an anime studio mapper, they are mm-hmm. known for going absolutely nuts with animation they are very t- right? talented even the people off of Korra and Nang, like yes. they, they, they go crazy. Like the action is yeah. always a one. Um, even yeah. My Hero Academia, uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the um, a lot of the animation there is is crazy. Um, Naruto, mm-hmm. they made it a thing um, where, just to go slightly off, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but they made a yeah. thing where in a lot of their scenes, the big fight scenes that will literally be two, three pages in the yes. panel, uh, two, three worth of panels, uh, pages mm-hmm. in the manga, gets fleshed out to like a 20 minute sequence. So yeah. it allows you to be a lot more creative in, uh as an animator to yeah especially when you know all the th- uh, thematic stakes and the emotions mm-hmm. behind it. But yeah man, it they, they went in man even like they the really did. Hammer of Dawn laser from oh, from Space. Just to hold that them back sick. for what they said it was 30 billion 400, 400 billion something crazy I think like that
1: 400 billion for a very expensive nosebleed that My Lord. he's so powerful that this beam from a, a orbiting satellite uh en- enough to basically shatter the, the 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 a large you know maybe a wa- uh, a mile uh per- mile a mile worth of land um, uh diameter yeah, it just it just leaves him with a, a nosebleed. Then he just proceeds to they send in like this kaiju that you we saw in early episodes that they remove the pain sensors of it and it proceeds to like almost kill uh, Omni Man, which is interesting though because when Omni Omni Man leaves to fight the immortal because he's struggling with the kaiju, he leaves to fight the immortal, which the immortal is actually you know pretty, he's going pretty toe to toe. In the comic books they kind of established that the the immortal is nowhere near Omni-Man but the show is gone for a different act, which I actually appreciate it made for a much much more entertaining scene um but the weird thing about it is that how Mark was able to handle the the kaiju kind of easily I don't know if you noticed that because when I, you kind of shift back to it he's got it all tied up so I thought huh yeah okay
0: I I think what uh, Mark was doing he was playing more smart than anything else because right. um what what Omni-Man and Mark were doing prior to him tying up the kaiju was literally using brute force to punch him up but let's not lie if you clip a bird's wings it can't mm-hmm. run away if you yes. if you break a horse's legs you know yes. it's no longer a threat if you clip mm-hmm. the if you, if you, if you take away the teeth and the claws yeah. of, of a tiger it's no longer dangerous so mark found yeah. its weakness which is what well, the bigger you are the harder you fall Something mm. of that mass cannot sustain itself standing up. So if you all right, let's tie it up. You know, it can't fly. It can't shoot lasers. So if you tie right. it up, what can it do? It can't even crawl to you to bite you. So he, I think he was a lot more tactical than punchy, punchy, smash, smash, which is yeah. what he's been used to, which shows the think- development of his character. Because even in the first episode, when yeah. he was facing that uh, robotic, uh, cybotic uh, guy, all he did was mm-hmm. just flying directly to him, just throwing punches towards him but right. now he's a, and, and then you even saw it when the earthquake guy when yeah. he was about to drop people into the lava mm-hmm. he did that very quick spinny spinny move through the floor to punch through the earth to catch those uh, uh, people like yeah. he's slowly and slowly becoming more competent and more smarter in how he does in right. certain situations and I yeah. think that was like it wasn't instantaneous We we've seen the progression even down to him not being able to land properly or him not being able to fly properly to him doing crazy stuff like this and figuring Mm -hmm. out that you can just tie up this thing don't have to just Mm -hmm. put your fist through it I thought that was quite nice Um, which showed like a a difference maybe between him and his dad because his dad is used to just because even when he went to the alien planet he was just brute force flying through everything whereas Mark was all right cool let me just mitigate the collateral damage (laughs) Mm -hmm. and let me tie it up you know a gunman is no longer powerful without the gun
1: yeah, you know, of course, so of course. You just it. No, that's, it's it's really interesting. It's like that kind of like that evolution of Mark's tactician mind. He's more tactical, um, which is going to be very interesting for the maybe next because episode. It's weaker. Um, yeah, maybe or maybe he's just because he's less mature. He's had to find ways to around it, whereas you got somebody like Omni-Man who is very much mature so his bad habits are ingrained Um which I think the show has done a great job throughout showing Omni-Man's bad habits like his his brustness and his short temper and his his rage which you see a little bit in Mark Uh but yeah. overall man that episode was a banger and I think it's a perfect setup to the final episode which obviously reading the book I'm already I already know the outcome. I'm yeah. just fascinated to see your your reaction oh, man. to I'm this fine episode. It. There was yeah. one
0: last thing on this episode that I thought was mm-hmm. quite nice because it reminded me of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They almost yeah. did the same thing because they they foreshadowed people finding out that Omni Man's a bit um, visceral, a bit a bit a bit right. dangerous. Uh, yeah. And when we started seeing the news helicopters, so in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you see um, the uh, the new Captain America or the mm-hmm. uh, guy that was eventually going to become outcasted as Captain America, killing someone right. using um, Cap shield, yeah. or the Captain yeah. America shield, which was right. recorded, and someone that people saw around the world as being the penultimate definition of a hero did something absolutely vicious. And we mm-hmm. get the exact same feeling from uh, the end of this episode because he absolutely splits, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Immortal Man. The Immortal. Yeah, uh, the immortal it completely in half, right? And he, and and that was recorded on on camera from the helicopters. That is absolutely crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it it, nice. it's a nice way of showing, like, okay, this ain't no kid stuff anymore. The person that you is like watching Superman, the guy that was all about truth, justice, the American way, right? Doing something absolutely horrible, like he did in the yeah. uh, animated series when he lobotomized uh, Doomsday. Uh, yeah. the alternate alternate universe uh superman yeah, yeah. It, it, it was well played man very very well played it shows very you that well the world played. now is gonna look at you different
1: so speaking of the falcon and winter soldier let's talk about that final episode again i i want i want to go first uh Please because i'm going to be Please short do. and sweet with it um uh, so we can get into the meat and potatoes of the episode but absolutely fantastic episode um I, so to cap off where we are in the story, uh, it's leading off to the lo, uh, the the previous episode where um, the flag smashers have found themselves uh, infiltrating this meeting with the um, this council. The uh, is it the GRC? Um, they're, yeah, they're, this GRC. organization that that basically put themselves in power to kind of organize what's left of the world since the people have come back from the the blip or the snap um so they've had to kind of they've ousted these refugees that you know suffered the slings of those 5 years of the snap where the infra- infrastructure completely broke down but there was this uh, newfound unity in this world um but the the reverse snap happened and everybody came back um so leaving these refugees to be forced into uh internment camps uh, for lack of a better word So, you know, that's the main motivation of the Flag flag Smashers and Carly Morgenthau, where they believe that, no, life was better when there was no, there's no arbitrary barriers between the world. We was one country, one world. Uh, So that's been her motivation. Now, I still stick to the guns that um, the show didn't do much justice to Carly Morgenthau. Uh, whether it was the actress, but I, I still think the actress is pretty talented, but the, the the writing for her hasn't been great because I haven't felt any sympathy for her whatsoever. Um, and it kind of bled through to the point that when it came down to the big finale I was less interested in her but more interested in a car- another character that surprisingly I had sympathy throughout even though he was a villain like the case in point the 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 previously appointed uh Captain America uh after Steve Rogers um played um played by
0: um Sergeant Walker
1: yeah so John Walker uh played by Wyatt Russell uh who's who's g- delivered a fantastic performance uh of a a troubled you know, a troubled soldier that's dealt with his mistakes, uh, thrusted into this new, this newfound sense of re- uh, responsibility and authority, and not not very equipped to actually deal with it, and it's led to his mistake of taking the super soldier serum, affecting his problem himself on a mental level, uh, and also killing the guy. But then you have the introduction of falcon as the new winter soldier he's just taken the mantle he got that suit from the wakandans and ken i don't know about you but that is a perfect translation of the comic because you know like they tend to kind of say hey we're going to make some tweaks and changes we're not going to really make it look like the comic book that looks like his 2016 uh captain america suit they did well, a fantastic job translating well,
0: it I-, I think it translated so well because the yeah. actual design of the suit is pretty damn good to begin with. Yes. So they, they didn't they, they didn't have too much uh, uh, um, to to alter because when you think mm. about um, one of the Captain America uh, suits where he has almost like the, um, the uh, pirate uh, boots, the the pirate boots, and
1: then the fin, uh, uh, the scales on the top yeah. part, and then I've the, liked the, scales. Them, the scales. The scales are scales. a relatively new thing because I think his his original suit from back in the days is like mostly uh, smooth, flat. I think yeah. the, the, the scales is something that was mostly brought in like the late 90s, early 2000s kind of thing. Yeah. It's just kind of stuck. It, it looks weird, in my opinion. And then, yeah. so the, the boots, the scales, and then the
0: all-in-one mm-hmm. headpiece.
1: Because right. in, in, the, in the films, he wears a helmet, uh, Steve Rogers. but, but in uh, the, for the, comics, the first Avengers. First Avengers, he had the all-in-one, which I never exactly. liked. I always exactly. felt that he needed the chin strap to just make it work.
0: Exactly. So I'm really happy with the way uh, the Falcon suit uh, came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, a little bit. It seemed a bit roomy. It didn't uh, form fit as much as I wanted it to. But right. mate, I'm, I'm I'm not mad at that because yeah. it, it's it still looks pretty damn good. Um, yeah, I I do think <laughs> the Wakandans are the Deus Ex Machina for technology because mm-hmm. anytime someone needs a super upgrade, or well, anytime you want to be like, mm, how do we give someone a really really massive upgrade? Yeah, but very very quickly um, and the Wakandas come through and be like oh yeah yeah don't worry hold that um, because his his wings are super yeah. durable to the point where they're able to bounce a helicopter off of them yeah. you know the uh, red wing can break up into two sections to help boost yeah. up to actually lift up a whole truck you know what mm-hmm. I mean like full of people <laughs> so over a ton you know like it, it has more it has <laughs> the Google Analytics that can search people's backgrounds like Tony Stark yeah you know, it, it's a lot more tech savvy.
1: Well, a lot more. i got a question for you, Ken, on yeah. that note. So in terms of the origins of the Falcon, do you know where his actual suit came from? In terms of like, he's had quite a lengthy origin. I think he, he came, uh, came into fruition, uh, sixties, but he was from, he was from Africa though. No? no, he wasn't. So his origin, he's from Harlem. Obviously they changed in the show because of, uh, Anthony Mackie's origin. He's uh, Anthony Mackie's from the South, uh, New Orleans. Um, but in terms of like his suit suit origins, do you know where his suit came from? Uh no. In the comic books, it actually came from Wakanda. He actually, uh, so his original suit was just a spandex suit that actually had no wings whatsoever. He just had Red Wing, and Red Wing helped him out, and he right. was mostly like an underground fighter. It wasn't until uh, he teamed up with the Black Panther that the Black Panther actually uh, built his actual wings that used, like I think, solar energy and um, vibranium. Like his wings were actually out of vibranium. So in the show kind of doing it in a reverse uh, that his new suit, his Captain America suit was created by the Wakandas as well. So it's not something that's purely out of convenience that the show's done. It's actually a throwback to his actual origins in a comic book, which I thought was yeah. an interesting touch to actually do that's it nice. that way.
0: That's actually really nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, um
0: well, with the, um, with, with, with the, uh, the old cap, um, I said it in the last podcast. I feel mm-hmm. so for him. I feel sorry for him I feel really from, from, from bad from the, for the jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was saying it from last episode when he was being trialed and things were being stripped away from him, all his benefits. I was like, dude, yeah. th- he did what you lot said he should do. The only yeah. f-
1: thing is he got caught on camera. Like and if he well, wasn't caught on camera. Not just that. He took it too far and got caught on camera. I, You and, know what yeah. I think the show did there? They did a- cancel um, culture? They they did basically what happened to um, you know unfortunately last year with the killing of um, the 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 knee on the neck the the shield to the chest was Marvel oh, George George Floyd George Floyd's situation they so the even alluded the to that chest, in the episode actually <laughs> yeah so I think like, I think that's what they were doing but yeah. r- rather than they coming from a place of. Race because I think if this was a strictly George Floyd kind of situation, we wouldn't have any sympathy for John Walker. He was actually taking out a a terrorist, you know, for lack of a better word, one of the the villains. But it was an issue of him taking revenge off of the wrong person, um, Um, him going too far. So people having, uh, uh, people having a
0: preconceived idea of what well people not realizing why they're truly angry and therefore going way too far which sounds like you know how the american police be moving in some of these situations where okay that's an excess use of force Mm -hmm. on someone that yes is may or may not have done something wrong or horrible yeah there are better ways of dealing with it and he went definitely definitely and that is exactly Um, what we're seeing in america and that's exactly what we saw in this episode well in that last episode
1: um, yeah, and his redemption arc. Uh, I, it I give what? it up to him. That dude had an arc. He yeah, had an arc. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he, it could have been easily the case that he didn't, like, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? He was supposed to be like a secondary villain, whether you can call him that, but secondary antagonist, right? Let's put it that way. Uh, the primary antagonist would have been Carly, but I don't think Carly had an arc. She was just this angry teenager throughout
0: the whole thing. She didn't. And, what would have helped is if she wasn't forever trying to kill hostages because you see that episode some where it was like kill the hostages
1: yeah whatever kill the hostages no matter what and they were like one world and everyone was like "Mm, I don't know if I can say one people yeah like (laughs) even the people around them are like I think the only arc she's had and you couldn't really call it an arc I would call it more of an exponential is that she just carried on getting worse she was somebody that was doing something that she was keeping to get the world unified then it's I mean, like, oh, I'm doing it by any means necessary. Then like, I'm just, I'm just killing people that in my way. Yeah, it would have been easier, and I think we said this in the last podcast.
0: If they just showed her doing something good, yeah, like up, like throughout throughout this entire series, Tony. Please correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. What good have we seen her do? She's looked after some kids. That's oh, it. Barely. Maybe. Barely. <laughs> what good? has yeah, she done like, nothing, she has done nothing. anything like right. stealing supplies I remember seeing yeah. them steal supplies but we never see it get delivered and dis- dis- distributed to people I don't yeah. know if you remember that scene in um uh, Gangs of America with mm-hmm. Denzel Washington right the beginning of Denzel that film Washington. oh American Gangster American Gangster my bad so American yeah. Gangster like you know his boss uh, the guy above him that ended mm-hmm. up passing away you know, yeah. he was like Santa Claus of of, of the ends, like he was yeah. Santa Claus of the block, giving, giving out turkeys out. but, and, but he, was and, a, he was a criminal he was, he a, was criminal. a criminal, he like, was a bad he guy he was one of the worst, he was a bad mm-hmm. guy, but you felt sympathetic because he recognised that, alright cool. I'm trying to, I'm not even though I'm a criminal, I don't yeah. want people around me to, to feel bad, and we even see that with Titan in Invincible, yeah. where he yes. was burning down that building, and he was giving those people money, he's like, yo I, I may be doing bad things, but you're still the people, man. You're still my people.
1: Um, where was that for Carly? Where
0: yeah. was that? Where was that?
1: So Do you know what I think Carly needed? This This is how I would have re- rewritten the whole show. And it's a small, subtle thing. She shouldn't have been the leaders of the smash, flash, Flag Smashers, right? Follow me on this. Like, Imagine Carly was kind of like, not a second in command, but the, there was a leader of the Flag Smashers, right? Somebody who was actually slightly older. And that person didn't necessarily make Carly second in command, but through her anger, he kind of took her under a wing and made her a protege. What would have made Carly far more interesting is that at some point through meeting Sam and having that conversation, she becomes kind of disillusioned or conflicted of by the message of her leader. Making Carly the leader, it creates the idea that she has to stay the course and stay 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 the, stay the course of her ideology, right? And it just makes it go from bad to worse. There is no arc for her. If there was somebody above her where she's stuck between a rock and a hard place, she's stuck between the ideology of Sam versus the ideology of the leader of the Flag Smashers, it would have made her character far more interesting. At least that's how I would have wrote it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds even nicer. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, as always,
0: let me see it. (laughs) Let, Let me see you doing good. And yeah. just like what you said about her being conflicted, that would have been nice mm. because even Thanos was conflicted um, before he snapped his finger. It's seen him cry when he's chucking Gamora off the off the ledge. It's like, yo, he doesn't want to do this, but he he took his uh, end goals as priority over yeah. what he actually felt, and yeah. there was no conflict. She she was so sure about what she was doing, but then not backing up with logic in terms of yeah. what the outcome that she wanted, which leads yeah. quite nicely to Sam's beautiful speech. Uh, when mm-hmm. you're talking to the GRC people, yes. talking about like stop calling them terrorists, like you don't understand where they're coming from. You right. you haven't been in a similar situation to them up until today, and yeah. that was such a nice way of just like contextualizing. Yes, stop criminalizing these people. Yes, they're doing wrong yeah. things, and we'll be here to sort it out for you. But have a sit down. You lot are not in a bad situation, but then you're making decisions for people that are in like you know you know horrible positions. Yeah. And it it was so beautifully written. Um it just added the context that those people needed to potentially yeah. make a good decision. Now, for all we know, they don't make a good decision. It's like, Do you know what, thank you very much for saving us. We're just gonna go back to doing what we did before. Of course. But um it, it was nice to see that all right, cool, in front of cameras for everyone to see, you know, think it through, let it be. I, I wish the real world can be resolved like that and we know that's not true, you know. But no. I, I, in the real captain. world, most likely this conversation is that like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I hear you. Yeah, we're just gonna go left.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we you may don't be have right, a, but we're gonna captain. Go left. We don't have a captain save the world, you know. So unfortunately, no. this is what we did. But all in all, it was a, a fantastic end to a fantastic show. I immedi- immediately after I finished watching the episode, I went back to the beginning. Uh, great job on Marvel for two bangers out of the gate with one division and Falcon Winter Soldier. Looking forward to Loki, looking forward to Hawkeye. Um, just everything they're producing, I think they're they they're paying it respect, they're they're paying it is due because they know that's the that's the best way for us to 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 appreciate it. Um Ken, let's yeah, get into the meat and potatoes of hey. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Let's get into it. Oh man, welcome back. This is a film that has been on the waiting list for so let long, me, and not just for me. Let me jump in first. Let me jump in first. I want to give a quick overview of this storyline, right? Just to get okay. that out of the way, so we can just have a general conversation because it's not a deep movie, so it's not something that we're gonna really dig in into the philosophy of. But the basic premise is um, it focusing on a character called Cole Young. He is a down and out USC fighter. Um, but he's got this brand on him that this brand has been given to several people around the world that basically enters them into this tournament known as the Mortal Kombat tournament, and they fight for the the fate of their realm, the Earth mm-hmm. realm, versus another realm called the uh, Outworld. And unlikely people to be involved with, they band together, and in a super serious way because that's the only way to do it in Mortal Kombat and through their struggles and the attacks of Outworld outside of the tournament rules they have to survive and prevail and that's the basic story, that's all you really need to know it's no deeper than that um, Ken, hit me with your perspective of this movie how did you feel about it? Um, It, it was, well let's call it what it
0: is, right mm-hmm. this is a super uh, well, this this is a video game
1: Film, right? Video as video game. Say again? It's a video as video game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, and and it
0: make and it reminds you of that at various parts of the film. Um, Yes. And and with that preconceived idea about it, the truth, my mind isn't thinking it's. I'm not thinking it's going to be a deep, meaningful Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. type film. It's going to be all right. Cool. I know it's just gonna. All right, we need to tick these boxes. At the same time, tell a competent story, Right. and that's exactly what they did. Nothing more, nothing Do less. you they think just,
1: they they did, a, did? Do you think they actually produced a competent story? I I I I I only ask you because I slightly disagree with that. But well, do you when you I, think I say competent, did? maybe competent is not the right word. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a it's a cohesive
0: story. It it follows. Okay. Uh, 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 it followed down the line. It's not without its flaws because mm-hmm. this film has quite a few. Yes. But it is something that you can easily follow. Anyone could pick it up. Easily accessible. It wasn't groundbreaking. It was literally paint by the numbers,
1: right. like the story campaign of a Mortal Kombat um, a uh, game. Again, and I have th- to disagree with you again because those last three games have had some of the best stories in yeah, any they last like ten
0: hours. Like the, yeah. the, those stories are, are are hench. If you were to actually right. play those stories without the fight fighting in between. It mm-hmm. is a very, very long, it's almost like a TV series right. of, yeah. of yeah. events. With with the actual film that we watched, um, they had to kind of speed through certain things. Mm-hmm. Even uh, uh, um, key aspects where it, like that kind of didn't make sense, but they just put it in there and they tried to resolve it. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to, well, I think it's a good time to get into the spoilers of it. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you said, Cole, he's a down and out uh, fighter. He makes 200 bucks uh, per fight and yeah. you know what we see him who we who we see him come across he uh, comes across uh, Jax so Jax yes. gets introduced into
1: this world um, and with he's like ex-special forces they've been doing research for ages about what's really going on with these tattoos and earth rounds because they were part of this uh, unit that got taken out by this guy that had abilities that they couldn't explain but also had the tattoo. So through their investigations they realize that they need to gather all of the other people with uh the tattoo and basically prevail in winning this um this tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with the positives, right? Mm-hmm. There's quite a few po- the positives about this film. Um Yeah, like I said, don't go into the film thinking that it's more than what it is. Like, you know what it is. It's more combat. If you don't know about Mortal Combat, you know, then cool then you may not uh like the story it being very surface but because it is a mortal Kombat film like i said certain boxes would have to get ticked uh ticked so this like this is a video game movie the people watching this film the people it was made for expect certain things um to happen so the fight scenes were obviously one of the key things that people were expecting to be uh, competent, and they were like, uh, I'm not saying they were the best fight scenes. uh they mm-hmm. weren't using a lot of jump cuts. They weren't using shaky cams. It was. I think clear they were using
1: a lot of jump cuts. I, if you have the opportunity or the desire to watch it again, Ken, there mm-hmm. are. That's one thing that did bother me because I think some of the choreography was very, very so? strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the specifically Maybe I was thinking I'm referring... more so the extreme then than what yeah. We saw here. I, I Is... think the ones that they don't. Are the ones at the beginning with sub uh, with Scorpion when he's in his village, um, and the one at the end with uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero. But there's several in the middle, especially the the training montage fight scene. There is a horrendous amount of jump uh, jump cuts. I don't know whether it's because obviously some of those actors, I believe, maybe didn't have enough time to prepare for the fighting, especially the guy that played Kano, who, Kano mm. bloody steals the damn show. This is Kano's movie. Let's make this very clear. This is his movie. Cole Young is supposed <laughs> to be the main character, but this guy, uh, Cole Young is like the, the, the... think about uh, a piece of white paper. Now find a way to make that less interesting. That is Cole Young. But, um, yeah, Cole, 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 Cole Young is Harry Potter, right? Oh, no, no, no. Cole Harry, Harry Potter, Harry Potter had interesting backstory. Cole Young has nothing.
0: <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yes, Maybe, the reason why I say Harry Potter, because Mm. he's someone that's absolutely new to this world. We're living vicariously through him. Mm. He goes through the same hero's arc as Harry Potter, being the chosen one and everything, and Mm. to uh, be the hero towards the end. So it follows a very, very basic hero's journey uh, Mm. type structure with him, but not really giving him too much for us to care about. Like, personality-wise, he wasn't, the best like i said it, w- it was kano's film and yeah. um which is kano being introduced to this was a positive and also kind of a negative thing for certain other characters as well because anyone that was close to him that tried to be any ounce of serious just looked awkward in my opinion um it was yeah. uh is it is it lu kang no uh no it was um lu
1: kang and kong lao the the serious brothers yeah Liu the kang. super oh. serious brothers Liu Kang anytime he spouted that exposition oh my God. Kano was
0: there to follow on with a crack of a joke to the yeah. point where I was like oh man Liu Kang you're a bit too serious right now man like chill out and I, I get that he was playing it straight but when you have a character like Kano standing next to you it was it was very like "All right, it felt a bit too it's a bit too unnecessary it's like why are you so serious yeah <laughs> um, way way too
1: serious yeah um do you know do you know what i think um again i'm gonna play armchair writer with this right i think so many times and it's not just relegated to video game movies but sometimes adaptations of uh maybe cartoons or whatever um it's this compulsion to like okay we need to pander to the audience that I originally came from, like the video game community, but we also need to pander to people that are completely novices to Mortal Kombat. I think at this point with Mortal Kombat, you know, coming out in 1995, I believe, the original one, everybody knows the basic premise of Mortal Kombat. A- everybody at some point has played Mortal Kombat. Everybody gets the, the idea. That's a stretch of, to say. Okay, it's most, most say. people, because I think like, we have to we have to remember, right? Mortal Kombat is pretty embedded in pop culture. Like it's been referenced in several other movies. The soundtrack has been used in other movies. The game is is not just a game that's had third, well, not thirteen, uh twelve iterations. I think it's twelve no, eleven iterations, right? Uh also an animated cartoon series, also a short lived TV series. I think the basic framework of Mortal Kombat is simple, is a tournament to the death to save the world. That's all you really need, right? I think the best way they could have handled this is where all of these people that are the quote-unquote chosen, if they actually persisted in a world of, like, confusion, they don't really know what's going on, right? They've just been banded together. But they, they all they know is that they're constantly being attacked. Why? And that's how you naturally, with the characters and the audience, we find out together what's really going on. Maybe it's through the villain's exposition. I think having Liu Kang... And Kong Lao, who potentially could have been very interesting characters. And I think there's a moment of it, especially with uh, Liu Kang, where he talks about, you know, that guy that um, was possibly like, you know, uh, uh, human trafficking and also, you know. Yeah, I have something to say about that. That was an interesting moment that gave that character something to give a damn about. Right. And they could have done that several times with other characters. But Kong Lao besides from him being super proud that his great 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 -great grandfather was also called kong lao and did something he won a tournament it's like he's nothing granted he has cool moments especially with a hat i was waiting for that shit with a hat but other than that it was like it was rice without the sauce
0: ken um what what i would say to that is yes I, i i agree um the, the the issue I think with all of that, especially with exposition, is it's just like uh, comic books. It's just mm-hmm. like uh, uh, other video game franchises. There is so much in lore, yeah. Uh, uh, um, for for these series, to the point where some people will be pissed if you told a self-contained story or a relatively small story, mm-hmm. um, without some form of exposition, people were upset that um. Was it what's her name is it it's not mirror um the uh the the one with the Melina. dragon teeth Melina. yeah that you know people would have been upset if certain things happened with it like there's mm. so much that people expect that you know not dropping it. imagine if it only had three characters from War comeback people would be upset that's Two very be true. upset the, the, there is so much to get through and i, I, I yeah and, and I hear you man like you to 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 write a perfect story with this it, it is impossible. I think, especially the with mistake. the legacy that it's come from, um, yeah. and and I think that's why they are trying to save certain things for the next film, and try and and use this as a jump off point, so they don't have to dive so deep in in the next yeah. uh, iteration of this. Because even with uh, Kong Lao, is it Kong Lao's um, origin talking about that uh, backstory about you know something crazy was happening? Um, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, it was I, Liu I personally. Kang, by the way. It was Luke, Luke Kang. Kang. Sorry. Sorry. We with Luke Kang. I, I don't like exposition too tough. You know, you, know if, you called him
1: me, Luke if, Kang. Like, he's, his name is Luke. It's Lu. L U L I U. Luke Kang. Yeah. My bad. Right. So, <laughs>
0: the backstory that we were hearing about, uh, you know, what happened with him in the past. Yes. I wanted to see that. I think it would have been much more powerful, kind of similar to what we were talking about with Carly. Like, Let me see where the emotion is. Show me your Mm -hmm. acting, not just from you telling your story and you looking upset. I want to see it. And, you know, we have various reasons for that. Timing, budget, you know, necessity. He's not the main character, blah, 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 whatever. But I always see it as being a lot more powerful when I can see Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. But once again, that adds more to the story that, you know, with such a limited amount of... Uh, time to tell it i would say the most backstory that they gave was the rivalry between sub-zero and scorpion and, brilliantly and that done. was
1: brilliantly it, done do you know do you know what do you, do you know, know how, how they should story? do you know how they should actually handle again armchair uh, uh writer director uh, round number three right do you know how i would have handled this movie first thing i would have done i wouldn't have made it a mortal kombat movie I would have made it a Scorpion Sub-Zero movie. Literally handle this. I think sometimes they forget, right? They're using um, properties that are huge, right? Mortal Kombat has been around since 1992. That's a very, very long time to develop lore, to develop fan reception the best thing that they could have done for this movie especially because we know it right because that first 10 minutes 10-15 minutes of that film absolutely brilliantly shot directed looks beautiful that fight scene between um scorpion you know hanzo Sashi in his complex with the invaded uh um the evading um a clan what was they called what they called they called the the no, so his clan is called the Shiri Ryu, and they've always had a rivalry with the um the Lin Kuei. So you got at the at the very beginning you got Hanzo Asashi, he's being attacked by Kwai Liang, right? And Kwai Liang who later becomes Sub Zero. If the whole movie was just that and at the end it was an after credit stinger showing the future where somehow um, you know because it never explained why uh Kwai Liang is still alive, maybe he's being cursed with something, but they explain why Hanzo is, um, because he becomes a demon, a wraith, and that's from the comic book. I would have literally done it the same way Marvel does it, building blocks. Maybe gave each person their own individual film and build it up. Doesn't You don't have to do it all of them, some of them can even overlap, but if they at least did the first film, because I think the strongest stuff in the film... Was the Scorpion stuff, the Scorpion Sub Zero stuff? Because we know it from the beginning. We know it through the middle. When you see every scene where Sub Zero showed up, was a banger. Yeah. If it was yeah. literally a story of even even if I did it differently, right? Maybe even not call it Mortal Kombat, but you you know you 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 kind of need the name to sell it, right? But let's say, uh, um, Mortal Kombat, because they did it with an animated movie, right? They call it Mortal Kombat: Revenge of Scorpion or something like that. I forget the name exactly, right? But this is how I would have done it, right? First movie is literally, is the Sub-Zero Scorpion thing. And even if it leads up to present day in the middle, you still use the, how I would have changed um, Cole Young's character, that rather than him discovering this, this kind of totem to bring Scorpion back, I would have linked him to Scorpion that says that, like, every generation, the Scorpion Wraith Uh, possesses one of his ancestors and that's how he came back so throughout actually having him have nightmares of scorpion and that's what leads him to losing fights that in the middle of a fight he blacks out because he's having a nightmare of scorpion and that's why he gets beat because you see him right he's dominant in the fight and out of nowhere he just loses and it's like why did you just lose that? There's no reason. Nothing about Cole is interesting. Right there if you you created the indelible link between Cole and Scorpion but you didn't even follow through. That's how I would have done it and literally said like oh the only reason why we have Cole Young is to explain how Scorpion can exist in the world. At least that's what I would have done. But that's I, I, me I think yeah. Yeah. That, that that would that would be nice because yeah. um telling more smaller self-contained stories to build yes. a bigger universe for sure but second, i think they you know what they've done to, for the second movie Johnny well, Cage which i think that's what they're going to be doing for the next one of course of course
0: of course um and and i think that's why they're trying to be as careful as possible because mm-hmm. they know of the legacy of the first uh, Mortal Kombat film it did gain quite a big fan following uh, yeah. not being the best film uh, even the sequels uh, however they, they wanted to make sure, I can imagine they don't want to mess this up. So mm. they made it there, there the, at the forefront to get all this law through. And that's why uh, Cole was introduced to here. He was just yeah. as an expedition dump. So we can you gain done very quick information Johnny. to establish it. Yeah, you and then also have done the same to... thing
1: with Johnny. Say again? You could have done the exact same thing with Johnny Cage. Honestly, I Cole know. Young didn't have to exist. I know, I know. They're they're not trying to, but once again,
0: that's that's what I meant. That they're trying to use the least amount of, uh, stories within <coughs> the Mortal Combat uh uh, uh law, because mm. once again, Johnny has his own uh, uh branching law. Yeah. Um. So they they, they limited it because they want to make sure this film at least does spe- specific things correct. Yeah. And we could count off the amount of things that they did in this film yeah. that was clearly for the fans oh. that didn't, in my opinion, some of it just didn't work. The, the <laughs> like leg sweep him, hearing then. it out loud or seeing it out loud, I was like, uh some of it
1: does work. Some what, of it was What really was the biggest painful. thing that didn't work for you? The biggest for one that didn't work for me because they just kind of repeated it too many times was the leg sweep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The leg sweep that, that
0: was that was weird.
1: Yeah, um, that, was, that was that was weird because it was just like it felt like there was no because, like, the leg sweep in a game is, like, for people that don't know, right, in Mortal Kombat, one of the, especially the early games, uh, easy thing to cheese the game in terms of if you're fighting somebody and they're kind of kicking your ass, there was two things. It was either the uppercut, where you could spam the uppercut, just do it again and again and again, or if you was to hold back and the kick button, it would do a leg sweep. And you could literally just do that again and again and again and for the most part the person you're fighting with couldn't do anything about. They do that yeah. in the in the movie, but it looks like it's so slow that I'm like, how are you how are you not dodging that kick?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that that was definitely for the fans. Yeah. Um one that stuck out for me was maybe for people didn't notice it, but it mm. made it very clear from the beginning of the film Scorpion speaks Japanese. Yes. The character of Scorpion speaks Japanese. Yes. So throughout this entire film, he's speaking Japanese except for one line. What line was Mm -hmm. that, Tony? Get over here. What? Can you imagine? My guy, and he learned English to say get over here purely Mm -hmm. because of the fans. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only, even when he was talking to Cole, his uh, descendant, and he was speaking Japanese to him. Cole was looking at him like he didn't understand what he was saying because yeah. obviously they're from different generations even slightly different dialects of Japanese because yeah. he was from back in the day. Right. So I can imagine him t- telling all that stuff to Cole and Cole being like oh, I have no idea what this guy just said because yeah. he only speaks that old school Japanese. Yeah. For him to then turn around and be like get over here I'm like when'd where, you learn that? <laughs>
1: hey, he's yeah, a wraith, man. He might get really good, like satellite coverage in hell. You don't know, uh, but that's the off screen. It's the off screen reasoning, of course, but you know yeah. what? It's like, it, it actually adds to something, but let me, let me cap it off by saying one thing before I actually uh, land on that point. Overall, I thought this was a fun movie. I actually had fun with it. It's it's dumb, but it was good fun. And for them to pay the respect that they did for the franchise, um, I think is actually Kudos, appreciated. Man. Yeah, kudos, kudos to them. People. They actually spent money and it didn't look like slocky sluck, cheap stuff like they did with the sequel, The Mortal Kombat 2. Um, but on the note of the whole, like, you know, the English thing, right? Was me. One thing that didn't make sense to me was actually very, at the very beginning, right? So they established that the Lin Kuei is almost like a Chinese, possibly Chinese. Chinese um, versus Japanese, no? Ch- Chinese versus Japanese, right? Because sub, uh, Sub-Zero, uh, Kwai Liang, there's a moment where he's speaking. I believe it's Cantonese or Mandarin. I could be uh, somebody correct me on that. Um, and the Hanzo doesn't uh, understand him. Then he eventually speaks in Japanese. You also see him speaking in Japanese to Hanzo's family. In that moment in time, after he defeats and kills Hanzo, he says for the uh, for the Ling but he says it in English. And I thought. Why? And you've established in this scene that he speaks. He's fluent in Japanese. He's fluent in a, a Chinese language. Why, in that moment in time, is he speaking in English, except for just the audience? He could have literally said for the Lin Kuei, in Chinese and given him subtitles. I, mm. I, I think that was just poor writing. Same to the point yeah. of like, that was um, weird. yeah. And if you notice as well, um. It, you probably wouldn't even check this, but you know that scene at the end where Scorpion does says "Get over him." They actually redubbed that because there was such um, backlash with the oh, trailer. Oh yeah, the backlash from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, because they actually let the the, the actor say it, uh, and him being Japanese, he's gonna say "Get over here" differently because those syllables just don't exist. In a Japanese accent, you know, you can't you can't say that naturally. So they redubbed it. I'm thinking that they got Ed Boon because Ed, Ed Boon, who was the one that uh, originally uh, designed Mortal Kombat, and he stole the studio mm-hmm. heard at roam Studios. He's the one that is known for the Scorpion voice of Get Over Here. Um, yeah. So I think it would have been it would have been disappointing if they didn't have him say it in English, and it wasn't Ed Boon because. That's a piece of fan service that they would never be able to get around. It's almost yeah. like, imagine a Marvel movie and they got a Stan, a Stan Lee lookalike to do all of the cameos. You either get yeah. Stanley or you just don't do the cameo. Yeah, it'll, it'll just be images. We're just going to see pictures yeah. of
0: Stanley all over the place. That's like in Luke Cage. Um, Is there anything yeah, uh,
1: you want to add to that? Yeah, or? I think just
0: one or two more things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find it interesting how everyone had their own way of introducing themselves. Everyone introduced themselves by name and it felt like, oh, let's stop the film. Oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is this person. (laughs) This is this person. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. No one one asked you, but okay, hello. (laughs) Um, And uh, the other thing was I see why they introduced the whole um dragon tattoo. If you kill someone, it transfers to you and yes. now, now you have to unlock your chi, your 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 nen, your yeah. pick your 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 chakra from Naruto. I don't know, you unlock something and now you have special abilities to take yes. on these monsters. They had to kind of do that because like the the, the monsters that they're coming across, they'll just massacre them. Let's not lie. The, so they wait, had you to the someone give a reason the why one they'll one go make to make toe any sense though.
1: There was one that didn't make any sense. Oh, is it Sonya? No, Sonia's one. Okay, we'll get on Sonya sense. in a second. We'll because, get on Sonya in a second. Yeah, her, her one made sense to me in the sense that, you know, she, oh, she no, explained. Jax. Jax made no sense. Jax made, no <laughs> made no sense. How is his ability to develop metal that comes out of nowhere? Even even no even sense. with Kano, they replaced the idea of a cybernetic eye that, no, he's just got heat vision. Boom. Yeah, like, he's Superman now in one eye. Jax is like... He just grows metallic. arms. I could even understand liquid metal, right? I could get that almost like a Colossus from X-Men type thing, right? This was just straight up mechanoid machinery growing out of his body.
0: Bro, they, they, they telegraphed it because in almost every single scene that he was in, my guy just had his arms out, bro. Just like, hey, how you doing, Cole? And they just start crossing his arms and flexing. I'm like, bro, are you trying to telegraph something? Like everything that he did, arms out. Even at night time, when it was cold, he didn't wear a jacket. Just tanked up everywhere. Yeah. They really wanted to remind you,
1: yeah, man's about to lose his arms. But the way he he gets his arms back doesn't make any any sense. Because you know the crazy thing is, right? This is the weird thing is, right? It's like in in the games, and they never explain this. He has the uh, metal arms, but they do explain how he gets them, right? But he could also shoot energy beams, right? So I was expecting in the show that his ability was the energy uh, bolts that he could shoot out but he gets, he gets the arms from... Maybe they, they steal it from uh, one of the facilities that they used to work from. Nope, he just grows metal arms, doesn't have the energy beams. He's just super strong now because... It, it, it was a very easy way to, to write it in. It was
0: lazy because it's kind of like, I everyone's super-duper abilities came from this one thing and we're not going to explain it because trying to explain it any further from where it's from the, from the actual games is long. Or reasons yeah even down to like I said with Sonya's uh, abilities yeah like she became OP out of nowhere
1: that's one thing I know she about, did uh, learn uh, her ability very very quickly everybody she else did very very quickly yeah. yeah
0: and then yeah. when she punched a hole through um oh I can she punched a hole through it and you saw the spine it was kind of like oh even that that was a little easter egg because yeah you know in the games it's all about being incredibly visceral that was definitely like,
1: uh, a Mortal Kombat 11 move I think there's several yeah. people where they shoot out and it's weird how the, the, the bone wasn't affected and it was just the flesh but hey video games exactly um, but overall Mate. I th- I thought yeah. it was good fun I enjoyed it I'm probably gonna watch it again at some point uh, because I do have nostalgia towards Mortal Kombat and this movie could have went horribly horribly wrong but it was it was good fun it was good fun. Like I
0: said, they 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 played it so safe in this film. This was yeah. a safe film. Down to ticking all the boxes for the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so safe. The
1: fatalities were gruesome. They were, gruesome. especially uh, Kong Lao's one with the hat. Kong Lao. that was straight out of the game and it was perfectly executed got one question for you uh before we actually wrap up and this one is a matter of casting right so they alluded to the fact that the next movie is going to be johnny cage who would you cast as johnny cage i really Um, i really know who who mine one is i even tweeted it out and and i tagged the person but who would you cast uh young tom cruise because he's nuts. Okay, who in reality would you cast? <laughs> who in reality? Because <laughs> we can't time travel. Oh, man. We haven't got the budget. Uh, who would I cast? I don't know. Who, who would you cast? Because I, no, I would cast Scott Atkins. Ooh, okay. I think he'd be perfect. He's got the martial arts temperament. He's obviously like, it'll be easy enough for him to play like a jokey version of who he is because he's actually a martial arts a- a- actor. Uh, yeah. And just for the fact that he kind of looks like OG Johnny Cage, you know, Johnny Cage in the mm. most recent games, like they made his hair a bit more brownish, but the OG Johnny Cage was jet black hair, really great shape. You know, obviously we can't get Van Damme because he's old, who was the original inspiration for Johnny Cage, but yeah. Scott Atkins, I don't know who else would be more perfect than Scott Atkins. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that will be very, very interesting. My Lord. Like, Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed this film.
0: I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. It was good um, fun. I enjoyed for what recommend... it was. I, yeah. If, like, if anybody's a go, fan of the game, Don't go games... with high expectations. Don't go... Because mm. some people... Uh, I was watching this guy today. Um, he was talking about the film. And he says, like, I didn't even get to the end. I left the cinema. And I was like, then
1: your opinion, in my opinion, is invalid. <laughs> he, went, he went to see the wrong movie. I think he left the cinema because... Of, wait, this is... This is... I thought I was going to see... Um, some shakespeare what is this i think he went into Wait. the wrong screen that's why he left that's the only explanation because you see mortal kombat and you're expecting some sort of i don't know life Anything. changing Young thing. way was you're in nine. the wrong screening bro you're in the wrong screen yeah. but if you want to have a good little popcorn flick that you know harkens back to those 90s high concept kung fu fight-a-thons i definitely read uh, recommend Mortal kombat disregard yeah, all of the 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 nonsense plot holes and inconsistencies and just have fun with it and you will be entertained but uh ken I oh think yeah the, well we, even though it's about a tournament fighting uh game mm-hmm.
0: we got tournament elements but it wasn't the actual tournament no, i think that the we, um, that, that we actually got to see i think the, the next, next film will be movie the tournament, yeah for sure. um
1: but yeah, Ken, let's wrap it up. I think that is our time for this week. We appreciate you sticking around with us to the end. We appreciate you sticking around us, uh, with us uh, on a week-to-week basis. Um, I hope that we entertain you. Um, and I hope that you stick around for next week. Uh, we are here for for the, the long haul. Uh, we're looking forward to our year anniversary. But thank you for joining us this week. Follow us on our social media. Uh, ken at uh, i am mr ken myself at uh, royal that majesty and us on on Deck. Podcast. peace adios people